It's Craggy's Connacht Rugby Podcast. It's the review of the match against Newcastle. Slightly different this week due to various different reasons. Um, there's no in-match coverage or no no audio available from the radio. So what we've got today is um, we'll go straight to the post-match audio where we hear Rob Murphy talking to Jared Butler and Andy Friend. And then we get the Newcastle view with William Davis interviewing Dave Walder. After that, you'll hear the post-match thoughts of Rob Murphy, who's hosting this podcast, Lindley McKenzie, Dave Finn and William Davis. So, to start with, here's Jared Butler. Jared, you were on Connick's social media channels before this game. Uh, just telling everyone to get down. You love Challenge Cup Rugby. You couldn't wait for the game. I think you've really delivered the kind of performance tonight that says everyone who went out in that field relished the challenge and, and just wanted to deliver. You must be very satisfied. Yeah, I think we went into this week just wanting to focus on us and and put in a good performance. Definitely for the for the crowd as well. Like you said, we love playing at home. Um, we, we get you know we spoke I spoke about it yesterday, but it was really good conditions. It was it was cold, but it was calm. There wasn't any wind. It, yeah, it was a great day to play rugby. And uh, you know, I think for at least forty minutes anyway, we played some good footy. Look, it's it's a great win over in Newcastle, twenty two eight. We don't beat uh, Premiership sides very often, but just if we can get into some of the technical stuff, give people an idea what this new surface is like on a night like this, right? So, if it had been the old surface, you'd be wondering if the pitch is going to be frozen and so on. So, just talk us through what it was like playing out there. Yeah, that's. I think that's the biggest difference is you just get the consistency, so you always kind of know what you're going to get out of it. It is a, a bit firmer. Uh, it allows you to kind of you get a bit more speed out of it you know you get a bit more spring out of the deck whereas like you said we had the old pitch there it was always in very good condition but uh, you know those grass pitches they can dig up a little bit but um, and it slows the down the game down but I think particularly a game like tonight against a really physical Newcastle Premiership team it was important that we were able to to move the ball around and, and for most of the time we were but then for big chunks of it as well we just had to we just had to throw ourselves at a at a really good Newcastle defence, and it was pretty rough there for a bit. Like they're they're a very good team, and um, yeah, I think there'll be some sore bodies tomorrow. I get the impression that like a lot of these uh, lads who started today, the twelve changes probably knew within the camp that they were going to get the chance in this game for a few weeks now. It must be very satisfying for them to have this opportunity to be building up to it and to deliver. Yeah, exactly. It was awesome to see some new faces get a run. Like to see uh, Forty starting, I think it was awesome uh, to see uh, Osher McCormack come off the bench there. Like he played uh, some of the trial games and he was very good. So it was only a matter of t- matter of time for him to get a run. It just happens that you know um, Connor Oliver's been playing some really good rugby as well at, at, at seven. So it was great to see him get an opportunity. And I th- you know I think a couple of people they might have looked at that squad and thought well. You know, we've taken it seriously, but you know, we really do back the the depth that we're, we're starting to get at the squad, and we know that as the year progresses, that that depth is very important. So we want to be, we have to give guys a run, and uh, yeah, it was just fun to see guys get an opportunity there, and then and then to put in a good performance. As the leader out there is is it a slightly different role on the night when you have a few younger players around you, or do you just go about it the same way? I think, th- yeah, I think for me, it's probably the same. Just kind of. Keep everybody calm. I think it was the main one, but that came down a lot to uh, our nine and ten as well. I thought I thought Blady and Hawks there did a really good job, particularly in that second half of just managing the territory. Uh, 
you know they kicked they, they kicked really well, and then you had Nile there looking after the, the line out really well as well. So all those key areas where you have guys making decisions, we still had uh, senior guys there, guys with a lot of experience, and it just meant that you know Seamus could just run around and do his thing, and he looked great there with some charge downs and things like that. I mean Oshin could come on and just throw himself at rucks, and he got a, a really good turnover there on the ten. So uh, you know I think that was important. I'm just wondering then, as as kind of trying to push on, what's it going to do for the squad in the next couple of weeks? Does it does obviously the Bree trip? You want to get the job done. I know you don't like looking too far ahead in games, but that Ulster game is on the horizon as well. The next home game will be a huge crowd here. It's a massive game. A lot of people pushing for selection now. That's exactly it. That's the main thing is just having that depth there because you know things happen throughout the season, and you have to be able to, to be able to push guys through and, and and guys that might not have been playing much all of a sudden you're you know you're starting in a game versus Ulster and, and you have to be able to perform and and um and I think I think Friendy and I think Pete have done a really good job of integrating guys in and giving guys game time whereas maybe previously we we wouldn't we wouldn't have gone down that road. Um and I, yeah I think it will put us in good stead later on down the year that's for sure. Final one for me. It was a slow start. We know that. We went through the the, the amount of defeats that Connacht had in those early stages. But that's four wins in five games now. What does that stat mean to you? I think it's really important to build some momentum and just getting used to to winning. I think it's really important. And yeah, we'll look back at that game and particularly that first half. It was it was very sloppy. But like I said, that the whole week the focus was on just getting our stuff right. And then we came into half time and and we spoke about us as well because there was a lot of forced unforced errors and uh, you know just playing in the wrong side of the field. But uh, you know again credit to to Blady and Hawks and then and then. Uh, Fitzy and, and uh, Colin Riley when they kind of came on, they, they managed that really well, and uh, I think that's that's some, that's a sign of some growth there. Andy Friend, uh, victory over English side. It's not something that happens very often for Connacht teams, so I suppose it should be savoured in and of itself. Twenty-two eight, a great result. Yeah, we're happy with the win, Rob. Um, it was a pretty physical affair, as it's always going to be against uh, a Premiership side, um, but. Uh, 14 8 at half time, held them scoreless in the second half, which was good, uh, and managed to get a, a, a try and a, and a penalty ourselves in the second half. So, physical event, and yeah, we're happy to take the win. Yeah, that'd be my strongest positive was, you know, it was a scrappy enough, even balanced first half, but Connick seemed to really rest, or take control of it in the second half. That must be pleasing. Yeah, it was pleasing. We, uh, we talked at half time about. Um, well, we talked at the front end of the game about us being us and, and the message at half-time was we didn't really deliver uh, on a lot of that in the first half, so we just need to be better. Our line speed can be better um, defensively. Some of our connections in our in our uh, attack can be a little bit better and I thought the second half we were better at that. Um, I thought across the, the course of the game, uh, set-piece again, um, made a good statement for itself against a good premiership side. I didn't agree with some of the scrum penalties, but our line out again functioned very well. We had one not straight dubious at the front end, but shy of that, we didn't lose a line out. And um, yeah, another good statement by our forwards. Because yeah, it's a big pack physically, they matched up stronger and bigger, if you like, based on the kg ratio. Anyways, but you, you stood up to it. Yeah, and it was a pretty um, relentless black wall that we were running, or the boys are running into as well. And that's where I think we we probably could have helped our forwards a little bit more in the way we worked them, but uh, they didn't take a backward step, so you've got to be proud of them there. I want to ask you about a few different players, but let's start with Adam Byrne, because from what we hear, you've you've managed him as carefully as you can. He has a bit of an injury profile in the past, but he's an exciting, exciting prospect from a conic perspective. Um, how satisfied are you with his performance tonight and that try? 
Yeah, I thought he did really well. I thought he was great under the high ball. I thought a couple of good, really good defensive reads. Um, and then the try that sort of came out of nothing. He was sort of dancing into the line, and next thing he's popped through the other side of it. And then he's got Dylan on the inside if he chooses to dummy that and go himself. And a really well-taken try. So um, I was really pleased for him. Well-established local player in Caelan Blade gets man of the match, but a lot of people around the province, a lot of people around Goy listening to this will be excited to hear what you think about Oshie McCormick's performance night. Colin Riley's coming back to, it, to his own. Colin Ford, big night for him as well. Yeah, a lot of the home grounds, I thought Naima Ray was a beauty as well tonight. So, you know, Caelan got the man of the match and I thought deserved. I thought he was, I thought he was outstanding attack and defence and just every time he was around the footy, you know, the game seemed to light up a bit. It's a tough one to take him off, but again, you, you take him off, you bring on another homegrown in Colin Riley, who did well, nice line break, a couple of good tackles. Um, Oshie McCormack comes on for his first cap, gets a really good steal. Uh, so it's great seeing those um, the homegrowns coming through, and it's a compliment to to everyone, that, you know, the 26 Connacht clubs that, that keep working hard with youngsters trying to get them play footy. We've been really impressed with Jeremy Cook Island the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I thought... Um, yeah, you know, he had 80 minutes last week, uh, 80 minutes this week, and he just keeps, he just you know keeps getting more competent when he's out there. I thought it was a really well taken try at the at the tail end there. You could see his excitement. I thought the way he carried today was 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 with a lot more vigour, uh, and you know he earned a penalty because you, know, you, you carry that hard back. Tacklers can't get their body positioned in the right way, so all of a sudden he, he gets a, a high shot, which is a really useful penalty for us to get at the time. Um, yeah, which which we didn't kick that to touch, but uh, yeah, I thought he was good. I'm really impressed with the concept of changing 12 players for a European game against an English side and winning the game. Is there a significance in that in your mind? Well, again, I, yeah, I've, I've I've spoken about it previously. I, I, I think we've got really good depth within the squad, and we've got to be brave enough to use that depth. Um, and it is a brave call. There would have been a lot of people scratching their head, thinking, "What are Connor doing? They're coming up against a, a Premiership side and a." in a Challenge Cup game but you know, we gave opportunities and, and on the whole I think the boys um, rewarded us with their performance out there so uh, we'll see what we do next week but yeah I think there is there's genuine depth amongst the squad now. Do you see opportunity in this competition for shape and conic season and story this year? I really do and you know we, we've said we want to reach the knockout stage that's a good step that, that one there but also giving other players opportunity um, I think it's really important, and you know that it's two wins in a row there now. Um, off the, the you know the tail end of the the seven game block, you know, we fin- we we finished up with the Scarlets win into a an Ospreys win, so um, it'd be nice to make it three wins in a row. Yeah, just to finish, I mean, Connick win and Breathe, they have to then play Breathe at home and Newcastle away. Four wins, maybe a couple of bonus points, and you're looking at home advantage all the way through the tournament. That's the golden prize. Is that at the top? Is that in the back of your mind? Like? Oh, it, it's. It's not really, to be honest with you, Rob. Let's let's see what we do next week. Um, you know, we want to go over there to France and we want to win that game. So uh, if we can do that, then we can start to have a look at, at what that starts to look like. Dave, that was a that was a tough evening for you. They good defensive work at times, but you weren't able to really get the attack moving. That's a pretty good summary, really. I think we had endeavour, we showed a good attitude, we had good spirit, but we just lacked a little bit of accuracy. Um, I think half-time we were, would never say happy going in where we were, but we were comfortable that we could fix a couple of bits and pieces and apply more pressure in the second half, but uh, ultimately our skills let us down and uh, we were never able to get that momentum to put them under pressure. At the end, were you pleased with 
Connacht didn't get a bonus point, so that's sort of that's one knockback for them. Uh, not really. I mean, not really bothered about that. We just talked about what we could do, and we were still going for that losing bonus point at the end, which is pleasing to see. Um, but yeah, I, I, that, that was, in effect was irrelevant. We were just came here to try and win the game, didn't. So at the end, could we get away with the point? And we didn't manage that either. Where do you think it went wrong for you in, in, in terms of what, what was it what Connacht offered or as you say yourself your skills just didn't quite get uh, get maybe to the level you were looking for? Yeah I think Connacht are a good team especially at home and um, we, we knew that coming in here but we focused on ourselves in the week and we didn't get our little bits and pieces right you know we had a couple of opportunities in the first half which didn't get which, which went astray and then the start of the second half I think if we'd been able to uh, we started the second half all right in the right area of the pitch if we were able to get a score there the game may have been differently but we weren't Connacht held us out and then they put us the sword I say we defended well in patches because we had to um, but ultimately a little bit disappointed that we just weren't a bit more accurate You're still well in this though I mean next week you've got Cardiff going up they've had a good win at home to breathe so back on home soil you, you'll be hoping to get it moving Yeah we're looking forward to going home we always like playing in front of our supporters and uh, you know hopefully there'll be a few of them there to cheer us on and uh, hopefully we can reward them with a win And it could still be very live when Connacht uh, appear over there in uh, mid-January yeah, I think so. I think the way it is this year, I think, uh, I mean, I'm actually sure how it works, to be honest, but I think we, we try try and win as many games as possible and see where it gets to us. You know, Connacht got one over us tonight. We'll be looking for a little bit of revenge when they come to us in January. Have a safe trip home. Man, thanks very much. Cheers. Appreciate that. Right back here in a very warm, I think they call it the Cauley Room uh, for uh, branch meetings. It's quite a, quite a good spot, actually, in and of itself. Lindley, welcome along. What were your take? What is your take on a victory over Newcastle in the Challenge Cup? It's nice to be in the Corley room because it's nice and warm. Mm-hmm. And I always like coming into the Corley room because it reminds me of Pat, who was such a wonderful friend to Galwegians and Connacht rugby. But on to the match. Yes, indeed. And a, a great junior competition that's named after him. I think Connemara won that a, a week ago. You were at that, William. Yes, indeed. Right. Uh, yeah, that was good. It was good, wasn't it? 12 changes, you win against Newcastle. That's good. Yeah, I, um, I was... I think I pleasantly surprised. I was a little bit dubious with the amount of changes to start with the fact that we hadn't seen a lot of these players in action. David Hawkshaw, very little. Adam Byrne, hadn't seen at all. Mm-hmm. So um, I was a bit pleasantly surprised. I thought it was pretty much a... It wasn't flash or anything. It was a kind of a workmanlike performance. It, it didn't really... It didn't. It wasn't the most exciting match to, to watch. That's for sure. That's I did. That's a good point. It wasn't a great game. No, no, yeah. it wasn't. No, it wasn't. But I think that I was very impressed with their defence. I was impressed with a lot of their. Um, I suppose their set piece was. I thought was pretty solid all round, and I just thought it was a workmanlike performance that got the job done with a little bit of flair from a few players. Interesting too. Here's one, Dave. Didn't come up in the press conference too much, but Seamus Hurley Langton, and maybe I'll put out Leva Fafita. It was interesting to see a couple of players like that who haven't had a lot of game time, but showed me tonight that there's still a good bit to come from both of them if needed. Well, they're completely contrasting in how they've got here. We're talking about Leva Fafita, who's a multiple international for Tonga, will almost certainly go to the World Cup. And just happens to be in a position where we are ridiculously strong. There are we could we look who we didn't play tonight. We didn't play Gav Thornbury, we didn't play Ushing Dowling, um yeah, Big Nile was there and, and Josh was there, but Leva is in a difficult position. With Seamus it's different. He's coming from provincial rugby in New Zealand and he's coming in this is probably the highest level that he has played at. And he's still finding his way as a professional. So 
it's very difficult. He's got Conor Oliver ahead of him. Um, he's now got, he's got the, McCormick. Yeah, coming up behind him. And I mean, he he, you know, he's he's had he's had limited opportunities. He played. It's very difficult to look good when the team you're playing in is getting is is, is getting beaten. Um, and that's what happened to him in those first few games. He went to he went to South Africa. Probably not the best time to shine for any new player. But hey, he took his chance tonight. He made one superb turnover, Britain break. Then it was in that period when we kept coughing up the ball. But yeah. He, in terms of the entire pack, one through eight, uh, one, I say almost across the board, nobody shirked the responsibilities tonight. and Everybody did something at some point. We're thinking, yeah, that's really, really good. Um, and they will build on that. And they'll now think that the likes of, so Conor Oliver is no guarantee, May, you know, doesn't doesn't automatically you think well I'm in no matter you know for the big games I'm in because Seamus will give him a give him a test on and Young Oshin as well and there's other players you can play in the back row too so yeah I think with both of them they're in positions where we have strength but that doesn't mean to say that they shouldn't get their chance and they need to seize the opportunities when they get them. We oui. um, just on that as a follow on to Kieran Blake comes out with a man in match performance didn't play well against Munster has played well overall this season time and time again I think he was eager and, and very happy to get that chance to come back at it and he delivered yeah I think um, you know some of the senior players and he would now come under that heading had to stand up tonight that was their that was their job they were bringing through some younger players and making them deal with situations and scenarios that they wouldn't be used to I mean Cahill Ford would, that was you know it's a different level of rugby it's, it's, it's full on I thought he had a, a decent enough go. Uh, Oshin McCormack seemed to really enjoy himself when he got on the field. They're two local players. Um, Sam Elo did okay when he came on. Like, Connacht absolutely nailed that first scrum when the front row was changed, got a penalty from it. When you bring players through like this, you want to see them playing well. And the only disappointment was I think we did leave a bonus point behind us there. I think there were there, yeah there were opportunities in that first half that weren't taken a couple of times. I think um, and I could see Newcastle beating Cardiff twice and all of a sudden you know winning a four winning against Brief twice as possible winning Newcastle then you regret the you regret the bonus. Yes, you do because uh, that'll be the traditional Wales England stuff that'll go on. Um, um, look, Cardiff are on a good run, so I don't think Newcastle would be okay. con- convinced they're going to go down and win in Cardiff, but they have Cardiff next weekend. And that Cardiff, will tell us a lot. That, that will tell us a lot. Um, but at least Connacht have got a toehold now by winning their first game, and Breve next Friday night is going to be just France. You don't know what who they're going to pick, how they're going to play, what they're going to do. Connacht just have to get on with it. Lindley, I'm Breve. What are you expecting? Um, the usual brief, forward, orientated, kind of rumbling, big, ugly pack and a wonderful village and an environment to uh, savour in France. Um, look, I think everyone knows when you go to brief what you're going to get and they'll huff and they'll puff, and hopefully Conop will run rings around them. That's what I'm hoping for uh, at that traditional sort of French forward power play to start with. Um, but let's wait and see. We don't know what the weather's going to be like. Um, and, and we don't know what sort of team is going to go over there either, do we? I mean, let's face it, if anyone Can't thought... Can't make 12 more changes, can we? But the, well, that's what I'm saying. Let's face it, who thought that... Andy Friend was going to pick that team. No. Well, we were getting a hint of it in, in the lead up, but certainly if you said it three weeks ago, no one. Absolutely not. And I think that's a really fascinating thing because let's face it, we haven't seen a lot of those players in action. Yeah. And and I think it's I mean, 
we would I was quite surprised to see a lot of those players in action who we haven't seen. But obviously, as Andy Friend said when the question was asked, they know what they're like. We don't know what they're like, but they know what they're like because they've been training with them, so to speak. Yeah. So so it may come as a surprise to us, but obviously, as Andy Friend said, it's not a surprise to them what these players, these young players can do, the likes of Adam Byrne, David Hawkshaws, etc., etc. Dave, we're getting kicked out in a second, so kind of wrap this up for us here. I think you can expect some changes for next week. I think there were four or five guys who were training before um, before the match who may come into it. There's some faces there. There's at least one player I'd be very surprised, um, given that he suddenly, they have talked about him. And he's in a position where I think we do have a little lack of that, which is outside center. And I expect Shane Jennings to be in the 23 next week. Um, again, some of the players that were referenced in by Andy may come into the equation again next week. And then, you know, we don't know. We don't, I would imagine that if Josh Murphy has... Uh, it has a HIA uh, that, um, that 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 means a change there. So we might see Leva and that could see someone like Darren Murray. If not necessarily, we might see both. Mar- we might see both Murray start or both in the twenty-three at least. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he'll make twelve changes again because he may not have to. But if he wants to, he can. And it may not be the twelve guys who went out last week coming straight back in. I'd be very surprised. Certainly, five won't come back in another five internationals. But there's guys who we still haven't seen. Somebody else that we haven't seen who was in the squads earlier, Kieran Booth, who they rate very highly. He yeah, hasn't you mentioned that in the midweek. And Shane Jennings was mentioned in the press conference by Andy Friend specifically on the forum. And yeah, and he's mentioned. He mentioned, he mentioned uh, Shane Bolton. We know we've got we got a, we had two quality loose heads today, but we've got two quality loose heads who didn't play today, so they may come into the question. He come. He has options now. But I'm with Lindley, I'm with William. We have absolutely no idea how Breve are going to approach next week. They may decide to make a make a stand and decide that this will be the line is drawn tonight and they will not play as badly ever again, or they may decide sod it, let's focus on the top fourteen, and we won't know till about twenty minutes into the game. Listen online, Williams on commentary. Uh, final point for me, William, is Breve sort of like that nineteen sixties show, you know, Journey to the Centre of the Earth. It's not as exciting. No. <laughs> Definitely not the centre of the earth anyway. The centre like of the France. Outer, more like the outer rings. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe uh, Sammy Arnold and uh, Big Abe can give us some suggestions what to do. But frankly, travelling through Paris uh, is... Uh, so, oh, that's the plan, yes. Yeah, that's a much nicer attraction. The amount of time spent in Brive will be work, a few hours sleep and then home. Join us next week for the On Tour podcast. Alan's there. Packy's there, Lindley's there, William's there. Me and Dave will be just watching work no, up. No, no, we're, we're saving it up. We're like like the best best things. We're saving it up for Ulster on the twenty third, which is oh, that's a biggie. That's a biggie. That's that may be a. There may be twelve changes for that game. <laughs> That'll be a good one. Get yourself a ticket for that one, folks, if you haven't already. That's it from us. And remember, folks, if you want to hear those podcasts that we'll be doing during the week on our trip to France, send it to Patreon.com/slash/CraggyRugby if you haven't already done so, as we'll have all those podcasts on our Patreon page. Thanks, folks. Loose, cut it loose. Break out or nothing changes. Sad and confused. Don't wait until